CRO, Consolidated Restaurants. You probably don't know the name. You probably should, but you do know El Chico's and Cantina Laredo and Three Forks and Silver Fox and Lucky's and Cool River and Good Eats and Black Oak Grill, maybe, and you probably know John Harkey, too. John D. Harkey, Jr. is the CEO of Consolidated Restaurants and joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. David, great to be here. Thank you for having me. It's just always good to see a restaurateur still standing after the pandemic. <laughs> well, I think that is uh, that it, it is good to be seen. You know, I think that about 100,000 restaurants did not make it during this pandemic. So it has been just an extraordinary time for the industry. So we are proud. I'm very proud of our employees, our amazing people, and we are still here and serving up great food, David. And you're spread out really across the country, probably what, 15, 20 states and also Saudi Arabia. Is every is everything back open now? You know, the restaurants that we've decided to keep are open. And as you said, Dave, we span from California um, up through the Midwest to New York, down to Florida and in the Middle East. And so during this time, we unfortunately did have to close restaurants and those restaurants closures are permanent. But everything that we're keeping is open and we are um you know, serving food now. So we're we're back in business and employees are back at working. You've got an interesting mix of restaurants that I was just rattling off because you've got you got white tablecloth restaurants and then you have on the low end, you know, ones with a lot of turnover, El Chico's, I guess I'm thinking about Cantina Laredo. Did that serve you well and then having that sort of mix? You know, I think that the uh, the public may not fully understand the the magnitude the impact of the restaurants because if you were a a fast service restaurant a quick service restaurant that just had drive-in i don't think there was much impact in fact i think they picked up diners yeah but in our instances even though we span from white tablecloth down to you know regular casual dining we don't do we're not drive-through we are dine-in service so it was incredibly impacted so it was more impacted at the upper end because you can imagine there weren't those celebratory events happening. You didn't have birthday parties and, you know, weddings were. Well, and you didn't have big expense accounts showing up for, you know, entertaining people from out of town or something, which was very hard. And you can imagine doing a takeout from the three forks, fine dining restaurant, not quite the same as picking up some enchiladas. So yeah. it was, it was very, very challenging. Are you going to make any changes going forward because of this? I mean, I don't know that we're ever going to have a pandemic again, but and there may never be airplanes that fly into a World Trade Center again, but there were changes after 9-11. I guess there are going to be changes after this. Yeah, I think that, you know, technology has probably been fast-forwarded, you know, five years. Like, we do have QR codes at all the restaurants. We have the ability to pay online with the ability to pay at the restaurants. So the online ordering system is much more robust. There is a lot more delivery and a lot more takeout. I think you will continue to see that happening. So I think the industry has benefited on, on that front from the pull forward of technology. I mean, do you, you look for locations where you can have a drive-through window? You know, we are thinking about that. We haven't done that because um, I am hopeful that now you know, with the, with the vaccine, vaccine protocols that we're going to go back, people want, people are social animals. They want to see each other. They want to be out. We have put up within the restaurants, you know, certain partitions and there's more spacing and those sorts of things. But um, we're going to stay with the casual dining model. Tell me about the international business, because uh, you all are quite a phenomenon, I guess, with the El Chico's and Cantina Laredo's, you know, in, in the Middle East. 
Yeah, it, it's been impacted certainly as well. We had closures in, you know, in the Middle East. We did unfortunately close our London restaurant that was open. You know, London was hit very, very hard. So we're looking at reopening some of those. We are reopened in, in the Middle East, but they, they, um, they suffered through the same things that we suffered. We are under construction in Doha right now. So we are, you know, going to reopen and open some new restaurants, but it was, it was really a worldwide, worldwide event. You know, you mentioned technology, and there's some of it I really want. I, for example, I've wondered for two decades why we don't adopt what you see all over the rest of the world, Europe and everything else, is when the meal's over with, the waiter walks over, and he looks like he's holding a TI calculator. But the <laughs> fact is, it's, it's, a, it's a pay on demand, and you give them your card, it never disappears from you, and you can just you pay right on the spot. Everybody does that except the United States. Yeah, you know, Europe was definitely ahead of the United States. We are seeing some applications starting to to uh, proliferate in the United States. And we have a, a robust Aloha uh, operating system, and we are looking at some apps to allow people to even pay off their phone. So I'm a, I'm a very quick diner, David. I like to, when I sit down, I've eaten my meal. I want to be able to pay. I, the last thing I want to do is wait for the waiter to bring me the check. Right. You know, if I... Maybe I want to pay and maybe I want to sit for a while, but I like to pay quickly. And so I think the, you know, customers like that. And we are looking at those models, but there wasn't a good one in the U.S. that integrated with a large company with a POS system, but they're starting to come. So I think this year or first of next year, we will have that. I, I notice also you're starting, you're, you're getting more aggressive about franchising, I guess, getting some of these concepts out. And you even have... I mean, I guess American Airlines has a frequent flyer program. You've got like a frequent franchiser program. You're rewarding employees that bring in franchisees. We have some great brands, and there are lots of unique restaurant locations that have become available across the country. And so we are targeting the expansion of our franchising program. And we have a, I guess, a $25,000, you could call it a headhunter bonus program that if that if someone brings us, whether it's an employer or an existing franchisee, or it could be just a friend of friend of CRI, which could be you, David. If you bring us a franchise lead and we end up signing it up, opening a store, there's a $25,000 bonus. So I think you're gonna see a lot of people have the, have the entrepreneurial ability to um, start their own restaurants this year. What about the concepts? I mean, you've, you've acquired most of these, you've grown some of them. Are you are you out looking for new concepts or, or have you settled in on the ones that you want to grow? No, we're, we're actually not. We're not looking for new concepts, but the main growth concept right now is Cantina Laredo. So it's a it's a special special niche. It's you know gourmet, you know fine dining Mexican food. So it's a very special niche, and we think there is an extraordinary opportunity, extraordinary opportunity to open additional Cantina Laredo's just around the country and around the world. So El, so El Chico doesn't compete with Cantina Laredo? No, it doesn't. El Chico is more of a family Mexican, and Cantina Laredo is a more refined Mexican experience, you know, gourmet, if you will. What What about steakhouses? I'm surprised uh, I don't see your steakhouses showing up in the Middle East. It seems like that's... that's... Now, we, our steakhouses are, we have Three Forks, we have Silver Fox, and we have Cool River. We did open a we did open a Silver Fox Steakhouse in the Middle East. And interesting because of the separation and the way that you know women and families are handled there. They had to have separate dining rooms for everyone, oh. and it was really it was just an odd dining experience. And so I don't think it really 
caught on with the same way that we serve steaks in, in, in America. So we, op- it was open for a couple of years and um, it was a franchise restaurant and they decided to actually convert it to a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> I mean, they kept it in the family anyway. Last thing I got, everybody seems to be hit by supply chain. What about getting your commodities? Uh, and well, and people too, I guess, but, but what about getting the commodities? Are you hit by the supply chain problems? You know, our supply chain is, is good, David. We have a, a good supply of products. We are seeing some price inflation on some of the food inputs. We're also seeing a little bit of inflation on the, on the employee side, but we have gotten our staffing levels are up and we are, I would say, probably 90% staff, which what that means is that the customer still gets the same experience, but we may be paying a little bit more overtime, but we are seeing staffing level out and we're seeing we are seeing a little bit of commodity price pressure. So the the customers across I think all restaurants may see a bit of food inflation here over this next year. But but you could get the food. I mean, you just have to pay more for it because in some cases we're finding you just can't get deliveries. No, we we are getting the food. So we're we're happy to report. We are getting the food, so um, not not a problem there. All right, look, I, like I say, I'm, I'm, it's always fun to talk to you, and uh, I'm glad you made it through the through the pandemic. I know you've got a legal degree you could fall back on, but you don't want to be a lawyer, do you? No, no. I will tell you, there's an interesting thing that's going on in the restaurant industry. You know, back in March of 2020, restaurants were forced to close by the U.S. government, which was unlike other industries. Industries were certainly impacted. But in, in our industry, sit-down dining, they said you cannot have sit-down dining. So what's happened is there are um, a lot of companies that are filing business interruption claims because we had business interruption insurance. So the insurance industry is you know fighting very aggressively to say, well, that wasn't a business interruption. And we're saying, well, of course it was. We were, we were closed by force, and that's why we have insurance. So I think you're going to see a lot of cases working through the through the legal system to determine was this event in fact a business interruption event? So they're trying to say was how a are they impacted? Force majeure that it was external factors. Right, that's right. And then and uh, you know the companies are saying, well, of course that may be true, but we bought business interruption insurance, and this wasn't necessarily an act of God. This was a virus. This was a government decision to close the restaurant. So. Um, on the legal side, that's a very interesting, you know, um, set of facts that are going to play out, I think, over the next year. And different states are taking a different approach on it because the, a lot of the insurance policies are trying to determine whether or not it was actually a a physical impact to the space or not. Wow. I, and I would guess it's probably too late for some that had that insurance. But, uh, well, that's good. And, and now you can litigate it yourself if you have to. <laughs> well, no, we have, we have very good people to do that. We, we we have a great team. And also, you know, we're seeing the vaccination rates go up, go up tremendously, which yeah. is, a, of course, you know, much, I think, really great for the U.S. And, and very great for us. And in fact, I just got my booster shot, which some offices are rolling them out. And I just got my booster shot two days ago. So I- that... That was great. I, I now know what I'm going to do this weekend. John Harkey, CEO of Consolidated Restaurants that brings you El Chico and Cadena Laredo and Three Forks and everything else. Good to have you with us. Thank you. David, thank you very much. Thanks a lot. For more of our conversation with Mr. Harkey, go to krld.com slash CEO. David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.